T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, It's KM to 2 a.m. in the a.m. It's a football Friday on the fan. Allow me to lead us off. Uh, There's so much that I want to talk about, but... We're not going to have that much time. 877-337-6666. Let's start with Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. What was that? I'm like, I'm kind of mad about it. Like, I spent about 15 minutes looking to bet the game. And I didn't make a single bet because I'm like, nah, nope. All this is a waste of time. All of this is throwing money away. There's nothing that's going to hit. Nah. The Raiders had zero points last week. The Chargers are rolling out Easton Stick. And fantasy football playoffs started tonight, this week. I mean, I had Austin Eckler out there put up seven points. I also have Josh Jacobs on the same team on the bench because he didn't play. But I just I did not see that coming. That was the highest scoring game in Raiders franchise history. I'm sure if you're looking at Twitter, if you're looking online, There is just a bunch of stats and different things that come out of that game that just don't make any sense. The biggest takeaway for me, though, is the head coaches. Brandon Staley, who's been the head coach for three years, versus Antonio Pierce, who's just barely passed three games. Like, there's something to be said about what Antonio Pierce just got out of that group of guys on a short week in response to getting blanked on Sunday. Like, they put up a goose egg on Sunday. They were all frustrated. Devontae Adams didn't meet with the media. He's questioning why he's even there in the first place. They were questioning whether they go with Jimmy Garoppolo over Aiden O'Connell or not. But there's something about Antonio Pierce. He he really is a player's coach, a motivator. And they must have gotten the lab. And in a matter of three, four days, come up with a game plan. That was the best game plan the Raiders have ever had in the history of their existence. 877-337-6666. What else from that game? Yikes. Just, I mean, the game was over so fast. Easton Stick. (laughs) Easton Stick uh, had a quote before the game where he said something along the lines of, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, 
Easton Six said, look, I understand North Dakota State is not the NFL, but I'm used to winning. You're used to win. Okay. Well, uh, Easton, I mean, bro, <laughs> I know it's not your fault. You've been in the league a little while. He graduated from North Dakota State, and it's kind of funny because North Dakota State went up against uh, the school that I first went to, James Madison University, in multiple national championships at the 1AA FCS level. And there's a parallel here because head coach Brandon Staley was at James Madison University as the defensive coordinator in 2014. And Easton Stick was at North Dakota State University 2014 to 2018. And I believe JMU played against North Dakota State in the national championship like 2018, 2019, not long after that. So, I mean, this is the NFL, though. This isn't 1AA football. Man, what a year that we're seeing all of these backups and third strings and just, you know, any of these quarterbacks. I had the thought tonight. I'm like, man, if I would have just been born a little bit later and worked a little harder and went a different route, maybe I could have got an NFL start. <laughs> Hell no, nah, it's too hard. There's no way. It's just, it's just it's such a slim chance to actually make it. And, you know, even if I went the coaching route, I'm like, look at Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley was a defensive coordinator, linebackers coach at James Madison University where I signed my letter of intent. Like, all of the football world, you can, like, connect with, like, degrees of separation. Everybody just kind of makes their way up at some point if they stay in the game long enough. But, yeah, all in all, that was just terrible. Brandon Staley's got to go. They might fire him tonight. That was the running joke. Remember when he got mad at the media because they were asking him who's calling the plays on defense? Right? He's supposed to be this defensive mastermind, this defensive coach, this defensive guru. Yeah, that's terrible. That's an all-time bad 63 points put on your team. You got to go. You got to go. There's there's nothing else to say about that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more NFL as it is Football Friday and as we are going to start leaning into this upcoming week in the NFL. I mean, the weeks are flying by, and uh, it, this is an important week for both the Jets and the Giants, more so the Giants. So I'll take your NFL calls, your Thursday night football calls, and we'll certainly talk more Tommy DeVito and the Jets. The one thought I had on the Jets was I was telling Big Zoo this. I'm like, man, they they might have played spoiler. Like, the Jets aren't making the playoffs, but play spoiler the rest of the way, right? You're about to face a Miami team that lost to the Titans. Um, they lost Connor McGovern. Uh, Tyreek Hill is banged up. Like, go play spoiler. Go down there and, and rain on their parade, pun intended. It's supposed to rain on Sunday, but go to, go down there and, and knock them off. You know, they they were looking like the number one seed in the AFC two weeks ago. Hand them back-to-back L's and start to play spoiler because as I'm looking at the Houston Texans who were right there in the hunt, I mean, that loss is going to sting that they took in MetLife last Sunday, and it does physically sting because C.J. Stroud didn't practice this week. He's still in concussion protocol. They're going to have to go with Davis Mills most likely. The Jets knocked uh, the rookie of the year out of the game, and and who knows you know, if he's going to be able to go Sunday. Maybe not. And then Will Anderson. Will Anderson is the latest victim of the MetLife Stadium turf. Will Anderson, their you know, top pick from this draft, he's going to miss week 15. He's hurt, man. He's hurt. And, uh, you know, the NFL is nuts. You can't write the script. 
You can't make this stuff up. Uh, nobody can predict this stuff. That's why it's hard to bet. Uh, that's how, why it's it's hard to 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 watch sometimes even with the officiating. Man, shout out to the Raiders, something I noted. The NFL will have an all-black team of on-field and replay officials for the Raiders-Chargers game. That's the first time in league history. This is also the first game in NFL history with three women on the same crew. The Raiders wear all-black jerseys, and they go out of their way, it seems, to uh, have all-black representation. If you look in their um, front office, they have uh, a black GM. They have a even um, a woman... Um, I meant to get her position. Uh, who's a high-ranking official? She, I think she's in the front office for the Raiders too. I mean, they're figuring something out. Um, they got Antonio Pierce as head coach, and I can't hate on what the uh, Raiders have done this late in their season. Yeah, here it is. Raiders make history with first all-black leadership group. Historic. And so when you look at the Raiders' front office, it's uh, President Sandra Douglas Morgan and General Manager Champ Kelly. And then obviously the head coach, Antonio Pierce. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're having a movement out there. Never been to Vegas. Definitely want to go to Allegiant Stadium. Definitely want to check that out at some point. The West Coast, the West Side. Let's speak more about the West Coast and the West Side. Did you guys see Otani's press conference today? Yesterday? I did. At uh, Blue Heaven on Earth, Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine. It just reminded me of their signings in the past and, you know, us seeing the iconic Dodger Stadium and the guys donning the jersey, the iconic Dodger jersey, and that backdrop and the yellow seats and the blue everywhere. And, you know, Otani had a ton of media members there. And, uh, again, I just knew... It was always the Dodgers because there's a ton of Japanese media living in that area that have been covering Shohei Otani since 2018, and he wasn't about to up and leave them and come to Queens or go to Toronto or anywhere else. He was. It was always the Dodgers. And him being an angel, he watched the Dodgers year after year after year. He watched them win a World Series, but he watched them year after year go win their division and enter the postseason, and he knew he wanted to be a part of that. And the more I see, the more I just think it's Yamamotani. They're getting ready for Otani next. I saw that the Philadelphia Phillies met with Yamamoto yesterday. Okay, they're like the last ones. Like, oh, sure, yeah, let's let's hear what the Phillies have to say. I, I don't have a clever Yamamonola. Like, I don't have I don't have a clever uh, combination of a player that. Yamamoto will join forces with on the Phillies. The guy said he wants to play with another Japanese player. He wants to win. He specifically just came out with a report, or he didn't come out with it, but a report came out that specifically said he's going to pick the team first and then negotiate a contract with the team. So he's he's choosing the place that he thinks he'll be most comfortable with another Japanese player and the team that he thinks he can win with. And the Dodgers assembled the Avengers a couple days ago. They had Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani there to meet with him. Shohei Otani is his countryman, his former teammate. World Baseball Classic, he speaks his language. I just think they have a leg up, and I don't I don't care what anybody else tells you. Uh, until we see otherwise, I think it's the Dodgers. they got to be the betting favorite. 
66-66. The Yankees made some moves, right? The Yankees traded outfielder Billy McKinney to the Pirates. Uh, Jack Curry first reported it was for cash cash considerations, and then he added to that that the Yankees receive international signing pool money, not simply uh, just cash considerations. But so long, Billy McKinney. Your second tour duty was cool while it was cool, and then uh, we got over it pretty quickly. I just hope for no more, uh, you know, double divs with Yankees. Ah, I went out of order here. The Los Angeles Dodgers, speaking of the Dodgers and Yamamoto, speaking of the Dodgers making moves and pushing forward to try and win, the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays, they did it. Jeff Passan reported, breaking, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays are in agreement on a trade to send right-handed pitcher Tyler Glass now and outfielder Manny Margot to the Dodgers for right-handed pitcher Ryan Pepiot and outfielder Johnny DeLuca. So, okay, you're getting um, Tyler Glass now over there. They need pitching. You know, as I was watching today, I'm like, man, it wasn't that long ago that we were seeing Trevor Bauer introduced as the uh, latest addition to the Dodgers. They need pitching. That's what they lack this year, and they're certainly going to get it. And as they're shaping up their rotation and they're getting guys back this year from Tommy John, look out. Like The Dodgers are going to be stacked. I still think they find a way to lose, but they're going to be stacked, man. They're going to be stacked. What other baseball stuff came out? I don't know. I got a break because I want to get to the calls, and this show is going to smoke by. I feel like we do need to talk about the NBA. I'm definitely going to speak on Giannis. I was cracking up watching Giannis run around and cry about a basketball two nights ago now. I'm definitely going to speak on Brooklyn. Yeah, I know they lost tonight, but... It was the second half of a back-to-back against the defending world champs and the guy that should have been a three-time MVP, but he was the finals MVP, back-to-back MVP, and Nikola Jokic playing in the altitude at Ball Arena in Denver. I wasn't expecting the Nets to go in there and win that game. They handled business two nights ago and won in Phoenix. The first game against Kevin Durant as a son, the first game against Kevin Durant's new big three Bradley Beal and Devin Booker both took an L. And the Nets, your Brooklyn Nets, that you might look at as second-class citizens, that you might not want to hear about on the fans so much, that you might not care about as all at, at all, they're, they're kind of making some noise. They're on the radar a little bit um, by going over there and you know beating Kevin Durant at the Footprint Center. All right, let's break it down so we can get to the phones, and I'll mix in the rest of the stories and headlines and topics. Um, things that I put in my notes. This show is going to smoke by, so I just want to break it down and get right to you. Thanks for calling already. We got a full rack of calls. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. <laughs> Are happening. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. Uh, the power just like went out in here maybe like 20 minutes ago, like a, a glitch. And then I just looked on Twitter. Someone was like, um, I think it was Lauren Russell. Shout out to Lauren. Her YouTube channel is She Got Sports. She crushes it. She's like, I'm trying to edit this video, but the whole island of Manhattan doesn't have Wi Fi right now. I'm like, what? What's going on? And uh, earlier today, I saw a video of a steer, a loose steer, what looked like a bull or a cow on the tracks at Newark Penn Station. <laughs> 12 days of Christmas is the most wonderful time. What the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Things are going on. Um, things are going on in the sports world, of course. I mean, speaking of. Newark, last night, two nights ago now. How about them Devils, boy? Woo! I think if you heard me Wednesday night in the quick two-hour like bridge show I did, I was talking about that Devils game. It came on. I was saying how Vitek Vanacek needed to step up. I was saying how I wanted that game, how I wasn't afraid of the Bruins, how I knew they could hang with the Bruins. What'd they do? Got it to OT. Bartender. Jack. That was the best game of the year. And I even said on air, I had tickets to go. If the Nets were playing their regular 7.30 games on the East Coast, I would have been at the Rock. But they were out in Phoenix, so I didn't get to go. But shout out to my boy Dan. I know my boy Dan was over there for that one. Let's go to young Josh in Passaic, New Jersey, on the fan in New York. Hey, Keith. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I mean, this game tonight, I don't even know what was going on. At least, like, the... Like the Broncos, Dolphins, like Dolphins have a good offense. It's a crazy game, but in the world, where this come from? The Raiders. I don't know. I mean, Sloppy you don't know Thursday night football turnovers, no defense, eighty-four point score. Just I, I like I'm I'm kind of mad about it because I thought it was going the over under was thirty-six and a half. I thought it was going to be a boring, scoreless game, field goal kicking game. There was so much money to be made on touchdown scores if you bet. Uh, the Raiders' defense to score two touchdowns. I just saw a ticket that cashed for 14000 betting on Aiden O'Connell to throw for four touchdowns and parlaying that with Easton Stick to throw for three. You put $100 on that, turn it into 14000 That's why, like, I'm about to quit gambling. I mean, I quit every week, but that's why I just, it's disheartening. You look at you look at the odds, 
You look at the different things, you're like, nah, this game's going to suck. I'm not betting this game. They just The Raiders just lost 3 nothing to the Vikings. I'm just going to sit this one out. And then you see all of the, the points scored. That's why somebody in Vegas, few people in Vegas are laughing tonight. They're having steak dinner tonight. They're on the craps table with that money. They're playing blackjack tonight because if you bet just a, a couple dollars on some things that happened in that game, it's like everything happened. Yeah, how long do you think Staley has left? Every year we say the same thing, and they realize they look like saying all the Chargers have had the worst luck. They don't win low-score games. Like enough of the Chargers. When you look at the head coach, he's the one making the play calls. He's the one that I'm not, not for sure him. It's also the players, but he's pretty much got to go. And you say this every single year. Yeah, he should be fired right now as we speak. He'll probably make it to the end of the season. But like when you think about Frank Wright being fired. Um, and when you think about, like you said, how embarrassing the Chargers are, how much they lose, his only saving grace is Justin Herbert got hurt, Joey Bosa got hurt, Mike Williams got hurt, Austin Eckler was hurt to start the year. That like, but that's not, that's not it. There's injuries in the NFL. It's literally part of the game. He's not a good coach. He's not a good head coach. And what I learned tonight was uh, just the father. He told me last night to start. Palmer and I was going to, but then I saw that he might be limited or something, so I just quickly dropped him instead of starting him. And he had a great game tonight, but going with the Nets, as in tonight we knew they weren't going to win a back-to-back, but how about that win versus Phoenix? It's the Rant, Beal, Booker, played great defense, and Dinwiddie had that shot where he threw it like 70 feet in the air, and when he goes in, you love him, and when it goes out like two out of three times, you just hate him. So this was his night. <laughs> Nah, I'm putting I'm putting respect on Spencer Dinwiddie's name. We did talk in Nets yesterday, and I said if I was on air, I would have gave him Casamigos' big shot of the night because he closed that game out for the Nets. He had the the three, and then he he got to the uh you know got to the board with the layup to to pretty much ice it to close the game. And you you need a guy like that, like you need somebody that has ice in his veins, clutch gene. I'm not mad at Spencer right now. Uh, Mikael Bridges going back to Phoenix, putting up 21. Cam Thomas having 24. Uh, still need a little more out of Cam Johnson. But all in all, you know, Nick Claxton hitting a corner three. Uh, other guys, role players like Royce O'Neal stepping up, Dayron stepping up. Um, all in all, the Nets knew what the climate was. KD bobblehead night, their big three out there in Phoenix playing for the first time together, and they stole the show. You, you love to see it. I feel like... The Nets fans, the Nets world is is all like alive again because we, we realize like we have a team again. It's not about superstars, it's not about a super team. We got the Hooper team, we got a bunch of dogs. Let me just have that super team look versus the Nets. I don't know if they're just off, but I mean that's what you don't have a good bench. You're not able to capitalize on those minutes and their defense they have, like, you know, they gave up those little runs. But they were really able to lock it down with certain parts of the game. Keith, thanks for taking my call. Have a great night. Yeah. For the Nets, two down, one to go. They defeated James Harden and his super team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Russell Westbrook. They defeated now KD's super team with Bradley Beal and Devin Booker and Yusef Nurkic. One more. They'll uh, go toe-to-toe with Kyrie and Luka at some point. I know I've seen Kyrie got hurt or, or something recently. I haven't been keeping up. Too much with uh, well, is he, out, is he out for a long or what? He's out for a few weeks. I don't think the Nets play the Mavericks in a few weeks. They play the Knicks coming up though. They play the New York Knicks. Bring up the Mavericks. Up. Have you seen the stuff uh, with Dante Exum? 
No. What happened with Dante Exum? Remember when he was drafted like fifth overall, like eight years ago? Yeah. He's been a resurgence for the Dallas Mavericks the last few weeks. Oh yeah, he's balling. Um, I did see that. I know it's not an NBA like talk right now. Football's getting hot. So and heavy, we need to be talking goodness. more NBA on on WFAN because we've just been talking in circles about the same things for like a week and a half. We we need to put some attention on the NBA. I feel like the NBA is is calling for our attention. This Dante Exum story, absolutely. Um, I know that people will say whatever they have to say about the in-season tournament. I get it. I, I It was a success. I have no problem with it continuing and, and being better year after year. They're, they're, it's not going anywhere. Um, and LeBron and, and uh, AD and those guys popping bottles, so what? And then putting up a banner, so what? Let the Lakers do what they want to do. Let the NBA do what they want to do. It, there's There's no problem with it. Um, they created something out of nothing. And now you're going to see copycats like the spring breakout. MLB is going to feature their top prospects in spring training in a couple-day tournament. Like, okay, it's perfectly fine. I mean, the, the whole story with Draymond, Steve Kerr spoke tonight. And it's about time because people were calling out Steve Kerr and saying, hey, you're an enabler. You enable him. You guys just paid him, gave him a new contract. You run him out there every night, and you enable him to be this, like, quote-unquote enforcer. But really, he's a violent bully. Really, he he's a, a, a threat. Like, he's a, a loose cannon. And then today, you hear the quote from Steve Kerr where he's like, yeah, the one that punched Jordan Poole, uh, the one that choked Rudy Gobert, the one that just, you know, flailed and hit... Yusef Nurkic, don't don't forget about DeMontis Sabonis. He stepped on that man's chest. He, he stomped on him. Uh, Draymond Green has to go home and sit down for a long time. Like, it's not going to be a 5, 10, 15-game suspension. Like, before he can come back to the NBA and play? Because what's the next one going to look like? Like, like he's got to go through some counseling, some therapy, some actual treatment. To make sure that he's not a threat to anyone off the court. Clearly, he is on the court in practice and in games. But, like, it's just like the, the whole act of the tough guy, and I'm not apologizing for anything. It, it, it's it's tired, and we, we don't want to see it. We want to see basketball. We want to see teams play good basketball without any of that. And the Warriors are cooked. Guess who's coming up next for your Brooklyn Nets? Perfect timing. Um for anybody out there listening that's wondering if Steph Curry is going to get traded to the Knicks, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would they do that? Like, it could be a terrible situation, right? Draymond situation, bad look. Um, I just saw a report that Andrew Wiggins has been moved to the bench. I saw another report that... Clay Thompson was offered a, a two-year ex- extension and turned it down, and now you know he's washed. He's nowhere to be found. The Warriors are ten and thirteen, eleventh place in the East. Steph Curry is their guy that they drafted. Steph Curry is their guy that brought them four championships. Steph Curry broke the all-time three-point shooting record, the most made threes all time in that Warriors jersey. And, yeah, I know he did it in the Garden, the world's most famous arena. They're not trading him over here. Not not this year. Um, not ever, really. But, like, they're not – they're not – good. that's not how this is going to end. 
that's not how this is going to end. I don't think that's how Steph wants it to end, which I'm sure they care about how he wants it to end. And I don't think that's how the Warriors franchise wants it to end. I get the theory. I understand the thought, the take. Uh, I understand how well it played um, on radio for like 15 minutes. Um, I, I stand on that one. And, and if I'm wrong, I, I'll be damned. They're not trading Steph Curry. They're just not. Um, but the Nets will face the Warriors coming up next, and I think that's a team they can beat. I think that should be a win. Looking forward to it. But, yeah, 877-337-6666. I still want to talk about Giannis if somebody will indulge me, but it's a football Friday. Let's continue with the football. Big week 15 here. Giants going down to New Orleans to face the Saints. The Tommy DeVito saga continues. Will he be able to build on what he did on Monday Night Football, or will he take a step back and quiet some of the chatter here on WFAN? Matt on Long Island, welcome back. You're on the fan. Hey, Keith, thanks for taking my call. Hey, yes, big football Friday, and tonight was the start of football mania. You see three games Saturday. Next Saturday, you got two. Thursday, Sunday, Monday, I'm at your swamp with football. That's what it's about, playoff time, and it's going to be fun. I'll just say that. Yeah, I, I'm going to enjoy it. I wish I bet this game tonight. I, I would have hit on something. I definitely wasn't going to take the Chargers. Um, and then, yes, great reminder that it's Friday. Tomorrow we have NFL football. We have a Saturday slate of games. Yeah, yeah. I just want to bring that up. You mentioned the Texans earlier, CJ Stroud, and a tough loss. I don't know what they are, I know. But, I mean, they kind of are right there back with the division because the Jags are kind of struggling right now with Trevor Lawrence injury. They played the Ravens Sunday night. So, you I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know, honestly. You never know. There's That's why they added another yeah. week to the season. You never know. There's I, enough time for I, some things to shift here. Yeah, speaking of shifting, I think the Bills are going to shift. They're going to be hot. I'm a good win by your Cowboys, but that is going to be a game down in Orchard Park because the Eagles are a mess right now. But the Bills, I think they're going to win the AFC honestly. Dolphins, they don't, I, that game showed us everything we need to know Monday night. That I you mean, cannot I'm, play football. I'm not confident in uh, this game coming up. I know Dallas has played well, but like they're going on the road. The elements, it, I'm sure it's going to be cold. Um, it might even snow for a little bit, something like that. And and Yeah, you get that Buffalo weather up in December. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are desperate. They just went into Kansas City and knocked off Mahomes. Now they're coming back home, and they know that they got to win out and control yeah. their destiny. And um, the Cowboys are due for a loss. They just, they yeah, just I just want to make the final point. The AFC is wide open, and listen, I mean, this is kind of like a far take. And you think chance the Broncos can win the division? I don't think it's going to happen, but the Chiefs are spiraling too. I think the Broncos might be that last wild card. Uh, yeah, I got to look at their schedule. I got to look at look at their schedule to see if they can sneak in and win the division. But they they mm-hmm. beat they beat the Chiefs this year. Um, Chiefs can all look good. They have no receivers. It's just they. It's gonna hurt him eventually. We saw yeah. it hurt him. I mean, the Broncos. The, the Broncos have the Lions this week, which, I mean, don't I sleep, think, don't sleep on that Saturday game. The Broncos could beat the Lions. The Lions have been struggling as of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but Jared Goff played very good at home, though. Well, let's see if he does it again against Sean Payton yeah. and uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, but the Broncos I mean, face the can, Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. They could win out. They could. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I feel like you don't even know what's going to happen in these last three weeks. I mean, anything could be anything, really. I mean, the Niners, Ravens, I mean, you never know. I mean, that's that's I why the, the NFL division is undefeated. Line. That's why the NFL is king. The storylines write themselves, yeah. and we can't predict them. 
It's the end. That didn't make much on the the game here one last. I feel like Al Michaels. Listen, I'm a big. I liked him. I always like him still in football. I feel like he's gonna be done soon. Because I say this, he's not the Thursday night game you get anymore. We all know what happened when you move the prime. Listen, the money. It's prime time football. The same thing with Joe Buck. You get ESPN, the whole country watching, but you don't get as many playoff games. You don't get a Super Bowl. And I think that's like, I don't know. I mean, like, what's your take on that, really? That just interests me in a little bit. I feel like he's out of it. You I can just, see it. I feel like these guys are old, man, and I feel like everything runs its course, and I feel like there's a lot of up-and-coming broadcasters, up-and-coming play-by-play guys, and former players that are doing the job. Where like oh, yeah, totally. get off get off the seat, bro. Like go ahead. You've you've made a ton of money. Everyone knows who you are. You're not sharp anymore. Just fall back. Call it a career. Hey. They I just mean, took him they just up. took him off of playoff coverage. Did you see that? They did. I mean I knew we announced that NBC game last year, but who's gonna do it then with another NBC? I don't that's kinda crazy. If they think about playoff coverage, I feel like he's gotta be dumb. Then why are you doing this at this point? So from what I had in my notes on Tuesday's show, NBC unexpectedly removes Al Michaels from NFL playoff coverage per report. Uh, NBC's two teams will consist of regular Sunday night football broadcasters Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth and college football broadcasters Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge. So they're literally putting the college broadcasters on the NFL level instead of old man Michaels, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, 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 I like that. Here, I just want to make one more point here it's been uh on my mind for a while it was actually with the nfc wild card i don't i'm a giant fan i don't know what's gonna happen but like listen it's right there i'm not saying it's gonna but i mean you could really i feel like they kind of control their own destiny because these two games with the saints winnable the eagles i don't know how they're looking but i mean we'll, we we watch because we watch and yeah keep the faith i don't know Go into hey, go into Sunday do. at 1 p.m. feeling like that. You might not feel the same by 4 o'clock. Thanks for the call, Matt. 877-337-6666. We got to take this break right now. After the break, my Casamigos big shot of the night. BRB. Call us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night goes to the former New York Giants Super Bowl winning linebacker Antonio Pierce. I mean, he's the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, and they just went out and had their highest point scoring total in franchise history. That that falls under him as a first time head coach. He's been the head coach of the team for a little bit over a month now. And I'm giving him the big shot award tonight because he motivated these guys to come out there and put up 63 points after only scoring oh zero last week. Zero. They put up a goose egg. They lost the game three nothing. And in a matter of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, their former player, first time head coach, got them in order, got them together to come out there tonight and just ball. The offense obviously scored a ton of points. The defense scored points. Aiden O'Connell, their rookie quarterback, 
throws four touchdowns, goes for almost 250 yards in the air. All of a sudden, you're learning about guys like Zamir White, Trey Tucker, guys that you haven't even seen in the NFL. Everyone got some tonight. Devontae Adams scored. Michael Mayer scored. Jacoby Myers scored. Brandon Bolden scored. I'm mad. If I would have just put together some type of anytime touchdown parlay with three or four guys, it would have cashed. <laughs> Antonio Pierce, something to be said about the job he's doing in Vegas. They might just keep him as the head coach going into next year. Why not? I know I heard rumblings of uh, John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, rather. No. Just stick with the guy that seems to get those guys ready to play. Uh, they want to play. I know that the Raiders had a little bit of a skid here, but they just went out there tonight against a division rival, made history, and uh, they did it on national television. So Antonio Pierce, former New York Giant legend, now out there back home out west. Uh, I know he's from Compton, but you know his former home team, the Raiders, leading them to victory and making history. I can't be mad at it. Casamigos, big shot of the night. 877-337-6666. Yeah, the Raiders lost three games in a row to the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Vikings. But before that, it was, you know, back-to-back wins against the Giants and the Jets. And now with that win, I think Antonio Pierce's record is 3-3. Three and three. They got the Chiefs coming up. They got the Colts and the Broncos. Let's see if he ends up on the winning side in uh, the second half as a head coach, man. The NFL is about to get crazy. December football. It's fun. It's the most wonderful time. 12 days of Christmas. There's also college bowl season coming up. Like If you like football, man, it's the best time of the year. Let's go to Mario in Long Beach. What's up, Mario? You got it. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. Nice show. Thank you. You know, it makes me laugh about the you know the Giant fans talking about the the playoffs and to win out and all that stuff. They got a four percent chance, you know, to make the playoffs. Yeah, I know, and I try not to. I try not to be. Uh, you know, I just, just <laughs> it's not realistic. I mean, it's not realistic at all. You know, you got to play the Eagles twice. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they have no shot against that. They haven't even proven yet in the last five or six games that they can even be competitive with the Eagles, they let alone beat them. They haven't proven that in the last five, six years. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. I think, uh, you know, they, they, they definitely have a long way to go with that. It's almost like if your doctor would tell you you have a 4% chance to live, do you think you're going to you're gonna. <laughs> Yeah, are you are you gonna you gonna take your affairs and put them into order? Or you think, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of that four percent. I'll be fine. I don't. Know? Uh, depends who you ask. <laughs> yeah, no, they're that's they're, why the afternoon guys make me laugh. You know, when they start uh, talking yeah, about all that stuff. You got to come in with a take. You got to come in with something to you know get calls and lead the show. And uh, it's it's always better to make people believe. And so you're saying there's a chance versus negative, negative, negative. Like we're our, this football season's like. It's pretty much over, but it's on its last leg. The Tommy DeVito story's been great, but uh, if they lose on Sunday, then the playoff chances are done for the Giants and the Jets, and we're going to be talking about the Knicks and the Nets. Exactly. Do you mind if I make one comment about Giannis? Oh, go for it. You got it. Okay, so, you know, it's very interesting, that game and what happened at the end, but what people don't realize is how awesome that game was. Do you know the guy scored 64 points and Every shot was a layup or a dunk. 
Yeah, he also had 64 24 points. free throws. I just, I'm not a big Giannis fan. I, 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 I hate Giannis, to be honest with no, you. No, no, no. But let's just talk about his ability. 20 for 28. He's a freak. He's literally the Greek freak. We've never seen a player like him. We've also never seen a player officiated like him. Speed and the athleticism. I mean, he's, he's a really hard player. I don't. I don't see him. I know sometimes, and I think you said it once too about being dirty. I really don't see him being as a dirty. He's a hard nosed player. I mean, if that was the case, everybody in the nineties would be dirty players. He just plays hard. I mean, I don't think they would have. They would have. They would have probably jumped him back in the nineties. Thanks for the call, Mario. He wouldn't have been able to get down in the nineties. I mean, the whole thing with the game yesterday. I think it was Ben Matherin or what's his name? Not Ben Matherin. Um, I gotta I gotta look up this guy's name from the Pacers. Uh, yeah, it is Ben Matherin. His full name is Benedict Ben Matherin. He's a good little player too. He's the one that um when he came out, uh, he said something about LeBron. What's the quote that he had with LeBron that got my attention from this guy? He said a lot of people say he's great. I want to see how great he is. I don't think anybody is better than me. <laughs> That's how he entered the league. Talking about LeBron. LeBron James? Yes. Talking about LeBron. So, you know, I, I love that in athletes, competitors. Like, prove it. And even Giannis, I'm not bowing down to Giannis. And what I say about Giannis, I mean, respect to him. MVP, world champion, literally a freak of nature. The guy's seven foot. Uh, they, they call him running dunk man. He gets to play a different game. I, I don't know how much basketball you guys watch. I don't know how much you've watched Giannis. I hate watching Giannis play because, like I said, even last night, let's go to the box score. I was looking at this box score as we were doing my Nets podcast today where I, I have this whole, I, for like four years, I got this conspiracy theory on Giannis. He's an NBA darling. They just love the whole Greek freak thing. They love the European players. They want it to be a global game. That's why the whole in-season tournament came about. That was inspired by European soccer. Even the way the colorful courts popped out, that was inspired by FIBA. When Giannis came into the league, he was not the Giannis that we see now. He's a darling of the NBA now, and I don't think he'll ever win another championship. Even though you know they let him get Dame Lillard, this season, I don't think he'll win another championship. I think he's just going to be close. Um, the one championship he won was the year that many Nets fans thought the Brooklyn Nets were going to win it all. And I call him a dirty player because we all know what happened to Kyrie Irving. He didn't give him any space to land. Kyrie comes down, cranks his ankle. I've also seen Giannis do some things uh, to Nick Claxton, to KD. It's just like the the brand of basketball he plays is just extremely rough and violent, as we were talking about Draymond uh, out there in UFC, MMA. I feel like the refs are in awe of him. Like, because of his stature, because of his size, pause, like, they they don't know how to call the game for him. When I'm going to this box score from the game, yes, Giannis had a ridiculous 64 points. He had 32 free throw attempts, and he shot 75% from from the free throw line. He hit 24 out of 32 free throws. 
Do you guys remember? And I remember because I was in Barclays Center. This was before I got on the radio. This is when I was pulling up to Ned's games and I was sitting with the block, the Brooklyn Brigade, the, the super fan section in Barclays Center. The Nets put up a countdown to troll Giannis when he got to the line because he would literally take 13 seconds to shoot one free throw. I think he's got that down to like seven or eight seconds now, but it shouldn't even take you that long to hoist a free throw up, brother. 32 free throw attempts? Imagine if he was still taking 13 seconds to do that. The NBA, Adam Silver, sent a letter to the Brooklyn Nets to tell them that they had to remove the countdown that was on the big screen when Giannis was at the free throw line. Because if they actually called that violation on Giannis, that logs as a foul. He fouled out of the game. So I don't think he's taking 10 seconds anymore because now it's been some years and and it's clear that he spent off seasons working on his free throws. But he's a big-ass baby, right? The same dude that was crying about a basketball last night talking about, oh, uh, I, I know they took the ball. I know they took the ball. Uh, it didn't feel like the game ball. 64 points. I know how the game ball felt. It felt like a brand new ball. Shut up, bro. Like, take your jersey and make that the keepsake. Let that be the com- the commemorative piece of merch. You don't need the ball. There was somebody over there with another story, too. Somebody who worked really hard to get over here to play basketball. They scored their first point. The Pacers collected the ball for him. And then Giannis goes on in the post game to talk about how I still don't have the ball from game six of the NBA Finals. It hurts me. Shut up. Nobody asked you. Who cares? This dude is weak as hell. This is the same guy in Philly. He's trying to get shots up after the game. And the crew that has to clean up the court and shut down the arena and break down the hoop, they have the ladder, and they're going up there to unscrew the net, and he's shooting And he's getting all upset talking about, I'm getting my work in. Well, you're not getting your work in here. This isn't the Pfizer Forum. This isn't Wisconsin. Take your ass home. (laughs) You're not getting your shots up here. You don't run the league. I know you think you're the MVP best player in the league. You're not. I'm, I'm not a Giannis fan. I'm sorry if you're out there and you're a Giannis fan. I know he's got a ton of fans. I know it. I know he's got a ton of fans in New York. Because when he, whenever he comes to the Garden or, or Barclays Center, they got Greek flags, they got a whole pack of, of Giannis fans. But I swear, they call a different game for him. He's allowed to play differently than any other player. And he's wild corny with the dad jokes, even with his little freaky comments. And I'm just you know, like, in the All-Star game last year, winner, winner, chicken, like, bro, you are so corny. Do less. I, I'm, I don't think I'll ever be a Giannis fan. And like I said, and look, like, they they gave him the team with uh, Drew Holiday, B-Lo, Chris Middleton. Okay, now he's got Damian Lillard. I, I hope they never win anything. And that beef between the Pacers started from the in-season tournament, right? Because Halliburton was doing the Dame time when the Pacers beat them in the tournament. And then they ju- that just carried over to their matchup two nights ago. The Bucks beat them 140-126 in Milwaukee on their own on their own floor, but they had just lost in the in-season tournament semifinals to them, and it, and it got personal. The Pacers don't play any defense. I just saw something about how how much a li- how much of a liability Obi Toppin is. Obi Toppin last night was a minus six with five points. For the Knicks fans out there that might miss Obi, we should talk Knicks. We should talk Nets. We should talk NBA basketball. 
I mean, it's coming up. Ten days from now, it's Christmas, and you'll wake up and you'll see those Christmas games, and that's when they say it's the start of the NBA season. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm down to talk puck. If you saw the Devils game, uh, we can talk Islanders. We can talk Rangers, too. Islanders fans, call me up. Well, I mean, we got to decipher here because Islanders fans and Rangers fans are starting to become the same thing here. And I thought that never was a thing. (laughs) I joke. I kid. Let's talk hoops. And, of course, let's talk NFL because it's a football Friday. We've got games on Saturday tomorrow. We've got games on Sunday. And these last three weeks of the season are going to be nuts. Oh, yeah. And uh, Yamamotani. Yamamotani. He's going to be a Dodger until he's not. And if he ain't going to be a Dodger, he's going to be a Yankee. I don't see any signs pointing to him signing with the New York Mets. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 